Thank you for tuning in to Growing Tech Fast, the condensed podcast in which conversations about growing SaaS startups are had with those who have grown them. Now, today I'm joined by the wonderful Brent Holderman. Brent, it's absolutely uh, fantastic uh, to have you. Thank you yeah, very I much. Appreciate for it. On. Yeah, thanks, Connor, for having me. I'm excited to have this conversation today and uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, connecting and learning more. Absolutely. Well, Brent has been um, quite quite the veteran in sales leadership. Um, you know, variety of companies there in which you've helped grow and scale. Currently heading up the um, sales team and growth over um, a company called Pin. So, Brent, what I'm going to do is is rather than myself try to rehash your pitch, I'm All going right. to let you take it. I'm sure you'll do a much better job than me. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate uh, the opportunity to be with you, Connor, and. Uh, Across the chasm between two oceans as well, which is always exciting. Um, yeah, you know, a little high level on myself and, and PIN. Um, PIN is a marketing data uh, company or MarTech technology organization. And we approach things with, uh, you know, a data first look. It's rather refreshing. I've been in marketing for over 18 years and marketing technology for a long time. But, you know, for the first time, we refine things with tactile discipline. Um, and we allow you to pinpoint your company's action point. We build customizable audiences that drive revenue growth. And for the first time, we allow uh, organizations to control the data inputs and outputs, controlling consumer data, how we talk to them, and in what environments work well for their businesses. Um, and deplatforming things like the you know social networks of the world, like the Facebooks and the Googles, um, allowing you to understand your consumer cycles. Um, allowing you to micro-target them and then controlling all channels as well. It's kind of uh, what we do here on a really high level. Absolutely. Well, sounds, sounds like you're doing some fantastic work. Um, yeah. And I know from our conversations and following you um, on your journey the last few months that uh, it's been quite an exciting time and really want to, I guess, delve into that um, today, Brent. So yeah. first and foremost, um, for our listeners, um, as you were assessing opportunities, I know you were speaking to, to various companies um, at the time, weighing up, you know, what's the best next move? Yeah. What was it about PIN? You know, why did you land on PIN out of all the options that were kind of open to you? Yeah, that's a great question. And I guess it just comes down to the crux of like what I've learned over my career and ways I look at things when I'm joining a new organization. Are we addressing like problems in the marketplace? Because some things that are important to me is us actually solving a problem rather than me just being a really good sales guy. I actually want to build a team and a process around solving for customers' needs. Um, so I think over you know my storied career, I've looked at marketing in a lot of different ways for solving problems, but um, there's always been this black box around it. Um, and I've always been looking for uh, an organization that helps us address the question marks behind that. And PIN, we allow organizations to do that. Also, secondary to that is, how do we compete against the billion-dollar organizations if I'm trying to go to market with an SMB mid-market or maybe just don't have the wherewithal and those expertise and that, that suite of knowledge to go to market? Well, PIN allows you to quickly um, have a turnkey-type solution, but most importantly, have the same um, technology and power sets as the big organizations out there um, around data. So we collect attribution pieces around 14,000 pieces of data points against 
each individual within our ecosystem. We have 1.2 billion impressions here on a global scale. So just collecting the data sets and understanding it so we can help understand the customer journey and close the loop on that cycle was just so important to me to help address the question on where did they start in the journey and where did they finish and how do we shorten that cycle? And that's the questions that we address here at PIN. That's why I joined. You can actually put actionable data points in front of a marketeer or a CMO and tell them that the data they put in and what they got out. Pretty cool that we get to answer that question. Nice, really, really cool. Um, obviously, Brad, now a product that you that you're 100% behind, right? Truly believe in it. I know you've got great plans around the direction that you're going to take PIN in. So I guess just for our um, listeners, Brent, you paint us a picture. When you arrived at PIN, um, what was there in terms of, I guess, commercial setup? Was there a sales team or was there any support at all? Or how did that Zero. work? Just like anybody else, right? In uh, pre-IPO SaaS startup world, my landscape was desert-esque. Um, and there was no playing field, no value propositions, no where do we go to market, no repeatable process, no marketing engine, no, 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 right? So how do I go to market with all these things? Um, yeah, it's just wherewithal and knowledge and starting to build that repeatable process so I can understand it, find out where we can go solve for pain and sell through curiosity, and they'll develop that into a repeatable process. So that's what was here when I joined, uh, a desert landscape with nothing in it, much like all the other pre-IPO SaaS organizations or MarTech companies or whatever you have it uh, out there who are uh, scrappy and going to market in this crazy time we live in. Of course, so you've come in there, Brent, as you said, to that kind of desert-esque landscape. Uh, yes. So talk to me now, kind of five months in, yeah. where, are we, where are we at and what's changed? Yeah, so great question. What's changed? Um, we've officially gone to market, closed a bunch of business, uh, but most importantly, we understand our velocity to close business and how to do that. Um, we've created a system um, that helps us do that. We've created everything from platforms to help us get to market, such as sequencing events. We understand that it takes 12 to 18 touch for me, my team to book a meeting. So how do I solve for that problem? That is a lot of work, right? Um, those cadences look like phone calls, emails, text messages, social selling, all those things need to come into um, an ecosystem where we can start to manage that process. So sequencing help us, helps us do that. We stood up a platform to help us. Um, next, I got to solve the problem. How do I feed that engine and get the data, right, of people who we talk to? So I got to solve for that data set problem through leveraging our data assets like the Zoom infos of the world. Put that up, installed it, installed something like an outreach.io. Up next, we got to build uh, how do we overcome objectives and negatives and build value propositions, cold call scripts, overcoming all these things, cadences, KPIs. Started to develop those in our processes by leveraging past experiences. Um, and then really took uh, the data sets that we had and understood. We understood that previously, before uh, joining and creating this repeatable process, sales took 88 days here at Pitt. Well, we wanted to shorten that sales cycle through leveraging those things and understanding how many meetings it takes or our velocity to close the business. We've actually shortened that down to about 14 days. So our velocity to close business is anywhere from 14 to 28 days. We've pretty much slashed that by a third 
Um, so those are some of the things that we've stood up. We've developed a sales pipeline from zero um, to about 15x of where it was. Uh, we're going to most likely hit a run rate of like 20 million in ARR in the last four months here. So, um, you know, exciting times for us. Absolutely. That's uh, some incredible achievements in such a short space of time, you know, as you said, kind of shortening down that sales process uh, by, you know, effectively now a third of the time coupled yeah. with 15 exit revenue um, and all during, um, obviously it's hard to have a conversation these days, Brent, without mentioning um, the pandemic, but all yeah. during, you know, economically very kind of troublesome times. Did that at all um, throw kind of its kind of, in, I guess, unique challenges your way? Absolutely. A hundred percent. I think like, you know, not, on top of not only did we have to stand up all those processes, um, we also had to bring on a team to go to market in that marketplace as well. So think of just those moving pieces. On top of that, I have to address those in my sales conversations as well. Um, but typically here at PIN, I compete against status quo. So status quo would be that pre-COVID world, right? Um, and that pre-pandemic world. Well, good news for me, I compete against that all day long in my sales cycle. Um, and we've had the opportunity to really have eye-opening conversations around competing against those things, against the traditional media sets that are out there by leveraging consumer cycle micro-targeting in my platform, by leveraging data sets and understanding attribution and my modeling through my PIT data technology and WASP systems, where we can get right down to the granular sets where I can find people with a moment of propensity and time. Um, so it's actually been better for us. We're finding that our customers are doing better today than they were post COVID. Wow, awesome. Um, so I guess it would be a stretch though to say um, in regards to to COVID that you don't want it to come to an end. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely want it to come to an end. Uh, I want to get my vacations back and uh, get on planes and feel more comfortable and just get back to a bit of normalcy. I think we've learned a lot of lessons from this, but at the end of the day, um, you know, sales philosophies here at, within my organizations have changed. Um, yeah. You know, whether that be the traditional way that we go to market, whether that's knocking on a door, um, which doesn't happen at these days, especially when we're doing that B2B play and the spaces that we kind of play in, automotive spaces, B2B places in big buildings where we definitely want to meet people. It's been a lot tougher. Um, I think we all have also got some of that Zoom fatigue of being on uh -huh. camera all day as well. Um, so, you know, it'll be nice to get back to some normalcies and uh, heck, man, I want to go to, you know, a beach and enjoy the heck out of it with my sales team after we uh, go crush 2020. Absolutely. It sounds like you're in great shape to, uh, to do that, Brent, uh, which is good to hear. Yeah. Um, and something that's come across so far, I think, in our conversation and even conversations we've had um, outside of, uh, you know, this podcast, something you're really, really good at is building those repeatable sales processes, right? That then really allow kind of super growth. So um, I guess for our listeners, Brent, um, if you could pinpoint one thing that matters most in building a repeatable sales process, what would that be? You know, starting a process, understanding things. I think when I look back on my career, uh, the times where I wasn't successful, it's always been 
just not coming from a place of understanding, whether that be in my sales process cycle, a day in the life, just simply understanding that sales is pretty black and white. Either you did the job or you didn't. I picked up the phone or sent that email or did that task or did any of these you know, remedial things. But also, when's the last time I read a book? Um, when's the last time I did these things? Uh, and it's just all about doing the little things to be perfect today. The biggest takeaways for me is really understanding emotional intelligence um, and allowing us the ability to understand that inside of our sales process and controlling those emotional uh, conversations internally. This will help us build value. This will help us with delayed gratification. This will help us understanding our customers and our process. Um, this will understand with my emotional management throughout my day, um, whether that's taking my 100 no's on my Monday and maybe getting four yeses on my Tuesday. All these things drill down into ourselves to create that general understanding of our own emotional intelligence. Um, so I think like those are the key takeaways. A, understand that sales is really, really tough. Um, next, uh, get myself the tools I need to be successful. One, uh, general place of understanding of my own emotional intelligence and how I judge that throughout my day, week, year, month. And then how do I uh, portray that through my conversations, my selling activities and the day in the life through my sales process? Awesome. I think you've touched on something there, Brent, that I know is really close to, to your heart and, and I think is super key, which is that, as you said, that emotional intelligence, right? So I guess I think it's worth just unpacking that um, a bit further for our yeah. listeners. Are there any top tips in terms of managing or leveraging that emotional intelligence in sales? Um, whether it's kind of tips you've picked up or books you've read, any good resources for our listeners? I think it is a super, super important subject. Yeah, I think, um, you know, the number one thing if I'm doing an interview or bringing on board anybody in my team, I ask them what their most recent book was um, that they did read. Uh, one book that I love is Emotional Intelligence for Sales Success. I brought it out for us today. It's by mm -hmm. Colleen Stanley. It's required reading for anybody on my team. Um, and it really helps us understand sales success. Um, I'm really lucky that uh, I had a manager um, early in my career who invested in me and put me through that emotional process. Tips and tricks, um, doubt prospects, come from a place of understanding, do the takeaways, do the hard questions, um, and your prospects will appreciate you for it. Um, because you're there to make a difference and you care. Awesome. Great stuff. Well, I know um, there, Brent, just kind of throughout our conversation, been tracking something that's come up is clearly you're a guy who embraces um, challenges, right? Yeah. I think that's come through very clearly. So I guess just not, not just a pin, but maybe looking back, at, um, you know, those years you've spent in sales, what's been perhaps, I guess, the biggest challenge you've faced and how have you successfully overcome that? Yeah, the biggest challenges I've faced is just, it all boils down to, I'm always going to, and we've said it throughout this entire conversation, is not having a process. Um, and whether that be I'm joining a new organization and I don't understand the technology, um, so I can't create a process, um, and I wasn't a good student, um, or I just wasn't uh, you know, ready to go out and find the answers myself, 
uh, within an organization branching out. So the key takeaways for me uh, of overcoming challenges is just really coming from a place of understanding understanding that if there is a process, what it looks like, what's broken inside of it and addressing it immediately. Um, if there's ever been an area where I've never been successful, it's just been not addressing a problem or a process quick enough. Cool, makes sense. Yeah, process is is king or queen if you like. But uh, yeah. yeah, we, we always, often, yeah, we often have incentives here just based on a process actually. So we believe in it so firmly that if you're consistently doing the right things over a long period of time um, and that process is a good solid process, then yeah, you know, the results are going to be there. So yeah. that's, that's what we so do. This is black and white, right, Connor? Yeah, you absolutely. did it or you did it. <laughs> And you've even got me saying um, process the American way. So I'm probably going to get a lot of flack from my English <laughs> compatriots for that, I imagine. That's all right. I, say, I used to live in England and I say maths and I get, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, well, Brent, I think um, something that I know we've discussed and, and that's come through here is obviously you're clearly very big on, aside from just crushing the sales, you know, kind of growing the team, you, oh. you're very, very big on personal development. Um, and you know, being get the best person you can be, and that's very strongly. So, uh, again, in a similar vein, and just I know you're a reader, and so am I. Are there any um, books out there you'd recommend to um, our audience? Bear in mind, they can be sales leaders, they could just be folks in SaaS startups. Any good books, I guess, that can help people um, journey throughout their career? Yeah, you know, there's a few that I like in, uh, if we're talking about, you know, in the marketing space and we're trying to understand marketing conversation and the language around that, you know, Crossing the Chasm is a great book. Um, like it, we could talk about thought all day, um, fear, uncertainty, doubts, and all the things that we can, uh, you know, uh, be compelling inside of a sales event. Um, where we can talk to those marketeers is always exciting for me to have a conversation uh, around so you can be a better SME in the room. Up next, obviously, right? So uh -huh. Emotional Intelligence for Sales Success. Colleen Stanley, go get the book if you haven't read it. It's on Amazon. Go get the Audible. Go for a hike. Stick it in your ears. I know I have my team here pretty much digesting a book a week. Um, so about two chapters a night, especially when we're ramping, right? I think like even when we look at the technology that I do here, it's all about connecting the data points. The faster that we do that, the faster that I can make money for my clients. Same goes for my sales reps. The faster I can connect my data points on being a knowledge expert inside of that room, whether that's reading that book on crossing the chasm to be able to have a better conversation with the CMO or marketeer, all the way down to understanding my sales process. Let's connect the data and go to market. Absolutely, so emotional intelligence for sales success, that's the one big takeaway that everyone needs to get from this. Please. As well as obviously understanding the great work Pin are doing, go and follow them, go and connect with Brent. I'm sure um, you know, you'd love to follow him on his journey. Yeah. And all I can say is it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. Thanks for your, again, always openness, honesty, character that you always bring to our conversations. It's been really, really uh, enjoyable. Yeah, I really appreciate your time, Connor, and I wish you the best night. And uh, thank you so much for your time today and uh, have a great week. Cheers, Brent. That's all yeah. for now. Thanks, folks. Yeah, thank you.